Good morning. I'm Sean Canan with the WMNF News Headlines. Tropical storm Adalia formed over the weekend and it's heading toward Florida's Gulf Coast. As of the 8 o'clock forecast this morning by the National Weather Service, the center of the track of Adalia places it west of Tampa Bay as a Category 3 major hurricane early Wednesday morning before it makes landfall north of us later that day. Hurricane and storm surge watches are in effect for our area. Parts of the Tampa Bay area are in the National Hurricane Center's track forecast cone. The cone illustrates where storm prediction models expect the eye of the storm to go, but that can change quickly and impacts can be felt well outside of the cone. To be safe, the entire Gulf Coast and some inland areas need to prepare for dangerous storm surge, flooding, and destructive winds. The most likely area for landfall is from Tallahassee to Sarasota. Storm surge from 4 to 7 or more feet is possible in coastal Sarasota, Manatee, Pinellas, and Hillsborough counties. This is meteorologist Jeff George from the Florida Public Radio Emergency Network. The National Hurricane Center is forecasting Idalia to stay a tropical storm most of today, then turn into a hurricane by tomorrow as it enters the eastern Gulf of Mexico. Now, Idalia is showing signs of possibly strengthening into a strong Category 2 or even a major hurricane as it quickly heads north. For now, landfall is expected on Wednesday along the Florida Gulf Coast, and residents need to have their preparations completed by this evening. Storm surge inundations may be over 10 feet across the Big Bend Coast. Other coastal hazards include hurricane or tropical storm force winds and power outages. But flooding rains over six inches and isolated tornadoes may occur well inland across the peninsula and panhandle. So please make sure you plan ahead and listen to orders from local officials. Huffman says we need to keep checking the forecast often because Idalia's final track and intensity could still change through tomorrow. State Director of Emergency Management Kevin Guthrie is warning Floridians not to let their experience with previous storms make them complacent as Idalia threatens the Gulf Coast. Every tropical storm, every hurricane is different, and this is no exception. We cannot gauge our ability to withstand future hurricane-based uh, future hurricanes based on prior experiences. This will not be Hurricane Hermine. This will not be Hurricane Ian. We need you to pay attention to what we're asking you to do. Florida is reviewing whether it should merge some of its judicial circuits, which have not changed in decades. WMNF's Chris Young reports that the proposal is receiving backlash from politicians and attorneys. Speaker of the House Paul Renner introduced the proposal. He wrote a letter to the Chief Justice of the Florida Supreme Court in June. He writes that the circuits haven't been changed for decades despite population changes. Renner claims that consolidation would lead to, quote, greater efficiency in the judicial process. However, at a Judicial Circuit Assessment Committee meeting, many attorneys and politicians spoke out against the idea. State Senator Geraldine Thompson claimed she never heard any members of the public request this change. I um, feel that this proposal has been put forward to change the demographics of Uh, certain of the judicial districts, both in terms of uh, ethnic uh, makeup, in terms of voter registration, uh, to concentrate power um, in the administration. Melissa Vickers is the vice president of the Central Florida Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers. We have a system right now where defendants and victims are already feeling lost in the system. If we combine circuits, they're going to feel more lost. 
Susan Lopez, the state attorney for Hillsborough County, was one of two state attorneys who declined to write a letter to the committee considering the proposal. Governor Ron DeSantis appointed her to replace Andrew Warren, who DeSantis suspended. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young. The Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services identified the contamination of fuel purchased after 10 o'clock Saturday morning at stations supplied by Sitco from the Port of Tampa that have a strong likelihood of being contaminated with diesel fuel. This is Governor Ron DeSantis speaking yesterday. And, and basically, it was just human error. They just they, they put diesel in, in tanks that were supposed to be regular uh, gas. DeSantis also talked about the effect of contamination. Obviously, if you have a tank of gas and it's it's 90 percent regular and 10 percent diesel, the dilution is probably may not ruin your car. But I mean, if you put a whole tank of diesel in, that's going to be a major, major problem. A list of stations affected, including several BJ's, 7-Eleven and some unbranded stations can be found online at FDACS.gov. If you believe you were sold contaminated gasoline, you can file a complaint by calling 1-800-HELP-FLA. DeSantis has condemned the actions of what he calls a deranged scumbag who killed three people in a racially motivated shooting in Jacksonville over the weekend. WFSU's Regan McCarthy has more. DeSantis was heckled while attending a vigil for the victims in Jacksonville before Councilwoman Jacoby Pittman stepped in, telling the crowd the event was not about political parties. Later, during a Tallahassee media briefing Sunday, DeSantis spoke out against the shooting again. Perpetrating violence of this kind is unacceptable, and targeting people due to their race has no place in the state of Florida. The shooter had been spotted near Edward Waters University, a historically black college. DeSantis pledged support to the school for added security and safety. I'm Regan McCarthy in Tallahassee. I'm Sean Canan with the WMNF News headlines on 88.5 FM and WMNF.org. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa. 